Hey, welcome. It's episode, episode 125. Yeah, first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a couple little things to talk about, and then we're going to bring our guests in. Um, yeah. So our Ink 2 Kickstarter is actually like going on right now. We can click the link in the description and back it, share it, just do something that involves us funding. <laughs> uh, what are we at right now? So that when they go to check it, they'll be like, wow, it's so much higher. Cause I just, well, right now we're at uh, 1,317 out of an 1850 goal. Um, that's our goal. But like, we're trying to get above the goal. Like, you know, everybody tries to do like, here's where we are. This is where we want to be. Yeah. So we do have a couple of stretch goals. Um, there is one of the stretch goals that, uh, we removed because that's something's happening with that on monday so by the time this episode comes out um yeah uh, that reward tier will be made so um there's a new there's a new cover but i'm not going to show it yet because you should you know check out our social media um and you'll definitely see the cover <laughs> it's it's pretty cool um so that new cover is going to be there with also issue one. You can get uh, that stretch goal, which is now not a stretch goal. It's going to just be part of that reward tier. And uh, you can also get the digital versions of both issue one and two when you when you uh, click that, that choose that reward tier. Um, so that's pretty cool. Well, you got to update the milestone meter or do you just update it when you get to the milestone? Oh, when we get to the milestone, so like ah, okay. five hundred, a thousand. Um, there's no like twelve hundred one, so or thirteen hundred one. But yeah, yeah. When we get to like fifteen hundred, then I can or near that, then I can do that. So maybe, maybe we'll have to update it by the by the end of the video. Yeah, that, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Um, and for Seer Chronicles, our flagship title, uh, the third issue is actually starting the inking process soon, but. I have some thumbnails that Hector actually sent. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, I like the whole style that he has. And I, uh, I can't wait to like release this. <laughs> so, um, I'm not going to say the month that this Kickstarter will happen, but it's definitely happening like fall time. So I won't, I won't say the actual month yet, but that's happening. Um, and then in the summer, of course, is mittens too, which I, I'm going to say the month of that. Cause like I've said it probably before and it's, it's like definitely going to happen is uh, July again. So in July at some point, um, mittens too will be on Kickstarter then. Um, so if you like kitty cats and sci-fi and dogs and humans are in it, there's humans. Um, yeah. And other weird alien type creatures. Then you'll like that. Yeah. The humans are the weird alien like creatures, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we show off a new planet, which is um, the first time we show, well, second time, third time. Because there's Planet Boneyard, there's Planet Yarn, and then there's this planet that uh, we're going to be showing off in Mittens too. Um, 
So we're slowly showing our solar system that is of our comic universe. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, we got those things happening. Um, there's not much else. <laughs> going well, one, one thing I was going to say is uh, now that the Kickstarter is live, I know you don't like to do the screen share, but should you screen share and go through the uh, the feed? Um, yeah, I'll do that in a sec. Uh, yeah, and then just do it once, and then we don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, because this, one, this one's a pretty sweet feed. Like, <laughs> it's definitely something worth showing. We sit at 1,317 still, obviously. <laughs> um, 25 days left. Um, there's a recap of issue one if you, you know, didn't read issue one. Also, who did the uh, the artwork for those little, uh, the of the concept thing, if you scroll up? The concept. Yeah, the ink, sorry, ink issue one recap, like all those. Oh, like, oh. Uh, J.R. Harris. He, yeah, he that's what I thought. Man. I just wanted to shout him out. Oh, uh, yeah. he, he did a great job, like with a bunch of these little. Uh, yeah, little he, I just tell him like certain things that I want, and then he, yeah, knocks it out of the park all the time. Um, yeah, he kind of like helps with all the, our Kickstarters now, so I pay him, and then he, well, you know, I'm gonna pay him after, <laughs> and he's going to, uh, he just makes like graphics and stuff because I'm not a Photoshop person really. And, uh, yeah, so. Just a little recap of issue one. Um, and a couple pages. And uh, this is the same artist that's on issue one, that's on issue two, and he'll also do issue three because this is a three issue plot arc. And then it ends on a cliffhanger in a way. Um, that's one of my favorite pages. Um, and then we're printing printed through. in America. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Making uh, your comics fall spring, like you know, always. Um, issue two. So, if you don't know what issue two is about, it's been three years since Shane has been home in the town of Boston, which is his hometown. A lot has changed since he left. He was at Mount Canmon, or however you say that, which uh, we will get to later on. Um, he returns after uh, training and like gain gaining his new powers and skills and then he finds out there's like an ancient organization known as the faceless uh and he took somebody that is like dear to him while also having to deal with this new um drug that's like sweeping the streets called imp so there's actually a sticker that we're going to show and that's actually like what, what drug is it's, it looks like a kind of wafer thing if you ever watched 21 jump street that's where i got the idea do it do it now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's returning home through this portal, and he falls on his friend, Lucas, and, uh, yeah, then, you know, cops are at the door, and then they're wondering what's going on. Oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> blood. Um, now, the digital version will not show this, but if you get the physical version, you there's going to be a decoder. Um but it shows the writing's not on that one anyway, so they don't even know. Yeah. The, 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 so in the in the digital version, there'll be writing on this wall, 
but uh, it's it's hidden for now. We don't want nobody. Yeah. Nobody figuring it out. I don't out. want people like trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, yeah, but they'll be they'll be writing there and throughout the book that you'll have to you have to decode if you want to know. We got a couple of poll quotes. Uh, Travis Gibb. Uh, he's been waiting a lifetime for this book, and it's finally here. <laughs> uh, Phil Lockler, fast-paced ride that begins on paper and finds its way into your psyche. Ink will transport you to a story where good and evil are easily discerned as the, as the ink that created them. Headlong action propels you through the issue. David actually has been like promoting our Kickstarter like as much as me. <laughs> he just keeps like just popping up everywhere doing that and he does that to other people too so that's, that's awesome um and eric franklin um he i can picture eric just saying that it's moody, it's moody. <laughs> atmospheric and very engaging it has the sense of a truly great narrative and that is winding up to that is just winding up to something incredible yeah there's our milestone meter. There's our milestone meter. There's some concept art. Um, Adam did that. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. I actually, I don't know if I ever saw that concept uh, art. Yeah, and then February, our colorist did the concept art for the tattoos and stuff because Adam isn't like a big fan of doing concept art. So uh, he did this. He placed the tattoos like where I wanted them. So I had to tell him like where each one goes. Um, uh, one of my favorite tattoos that he does have is the chain and that's one of my favorite pages i'm actually getting the original ink like page from um adam uh he's mailing that to me so i get to like put that on the wall so yeah that's awesome <laughs> uh he also february also like created the suits and all this other stuff i just gave him like references and like this is what the face looks looks like uh our backer goals were you know all we're getting to 65 backers, so that's pretty cool. So we're going to unlock another PDF. So say what, say what the backer goals are, though. Uh, so Blood and Fire by Aaron. I can never say his last name. because So he's getting attached to all the – like, how are you getting these? Included with all uh, backers? So uh, all backers get, like, the digital PDFs of, like, these, these digital PDFs. So, like, there's even more, too, if we get, you know, more backers than 65. There's, like, a bunch of more – a bunch of more um yeah so like a bunch of kickstarters do this so like they try to like promote other indie creators by like here here's my pdf um, i might do that a couple times with like ink i think it gives scales to somebody once so yeah this is like shows your stuff to other people that i won't show it to um this is the uh covers that all of these covers adam did there is a new cover, but uh, again, I'm not going to share what that is yet. Um, this was pretty easy for Adam to do, I guess, because all he did was like switch out the layers. And uh, yeah, so there's five covers. I we've never had a Kickstarter that had that many. Yeah. Um, oh, but the covers too are all associated with what we just saw above. These are all the different faceless yep, numbers. Yeah, because somebody actually did uh, message me and was like, "That this is uh, the same cover," and like, "It's it's not though." like look a little closer <laughs> like, oh, oh, i'm just blind i was like yeah i get that um so our rewards are I thought that'd be funny as hell just putting up five of the same ones and being like yeah this is there you go <laughs> my variant art a it's, it's it trust me it's different 
uh, <laughs> each reward tier has a different like uh, cover that you can get. You can also get whatever uh, type of cover you want within our add-ons too. So um, you could choose like the recruit one, but you can get like the captain one or something like that. So um yeah so we don't have like a, like a ton of uh, rewards but yeah this is it and then we have a retail tier which um i did tell the retail store that i told danny that we are live but he has yet to answer but i think he's busy or something <laughs> he like make a con or something um so here's the add-ons so you can get issue one or any of the covers uh you can get the sticker which is that you can get that sticker if you don't get the reward that has the sticker and there's the art print which is like of one of my favorite panels that have ever been drawn and colored i think the reason why i love that is because like compared to like any comic book i've ever seen that's probably one of the coolest if not the coolest i think i've ever seen like that's so that was so well done um so here are our stretch goals or expansion goals and uh there's a bookmark a temporary tattoo if we somehow reach above forty five hundred dollars uh there'll probably be another temporary tattoo of one of his other tattoos oh my god we should get the chain one. Oh yeah, yeah we could do that um <clears throat> and then you know that's where all the money goes and um then the team is me adam dylan that's me fabric yeah and then jerome so yeah uh the book is done so again you back it and then you know we fund uh you'll be able to get the book <laughs> nice are we able to show the do you have the video on your computer to show it oh uh, well the guests are here so I'm oh gonna, that's fine that's yeah. fine i was just curious but yeah well, just go to that page and watch the video because it's awesome yeah except the talking part you don't need to hear me talk no, the talking part part's cool. It's real. It's real authentic. It feels just like this felt torturous. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm going to uh, start the episode now. So. I have this on full screen and I haven't because I come on my laptop and I normally because it's my screen so small. So I have it full screen. That's the first time I noticed there's like this blue loading bar on the bottom as a video plays. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I never noticed that. I just noticed that. So our guests are here. Um, How's it going? What's up? Oh, yeah. If, if you guys want to, I found this out when I was when I was logging in. See how we have like our name with like the little thing underneath it. If you edit your name now, not when you first logged in, it'll give you that ability. When I logged in, it, could, it only let me do my name. And then Greg started it and I hit edit and it worked. So in case you want to like showcase a couple of things like, you know, your name or comic book name and then your handle or whatever. Yeah, I, oh. <laughs> I usually have one of my comics in there. I just didn't know which one to put in. <laughs> so I took it out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there we go. So, Greg. Yeah. Oh, I was saying I'm <laughs> So, uh, let's first introduce ourselves. Um, so, we can start with Paul and then go down to Jeff. I'm Paul Gomez. I'm brand new, well, brand new, about a year into it. Creator, writer, PTSD, Bushy Boo Circus Mysteries, Cryptic Haze, and coming soon, Prelude to Aurora. Cool. 
All right. I'm Daryl Damper. I'm the creator of High Top Comic. I am the illustrator, writer, pretty much everything. So, And I am doing another comic book titled Mac. It should be coming out hopefully around next year. So look out for that. I'm Jeffrey Haas. I am the writer, creator of The End of All Terminus and the host of the Traversing the Stars podcast. I was on that podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, cool. So uh, we have a couple questions, and then I'm going to go into uh, if you have a campaign or like you have one that's coming, we can uh, we're going to have a link in the description so people can click on them, and uh, we can actually talk about your campaigns a little bit, and then we'll go into our little Nova Nation paywall thing after that. We'll be done and then stop torturing you. So, <laughs> uh, so can you? Well, we'll start with Paul and then go down to Jeff again. Um, unless if you know, whoever wants to jump in or whatever, uh, can you tell us about your background and like how you got into creating comics? Yeah. Uh... Oddly enough, I, I was working in a warehouse. Uh, whenever everything hit, they kind of laid me off because I didn't want my kids to just be on electronics. We were starting to create stories and I was introducing them into comics and they were like, why not make some of these stories into comics? So it was a household project to keep up morale while everybody was stuck at home. And it just kind of railroad into what I call a, a small career in comics now. That's awesome. That's very cool. Thank you. Daryl? All right. Were you done? That was it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I've been a comic book fan since probably I was seven, eight years old. So I've been comics my whole life. I actually started off in school with animation. And I actually was, was trying to do a high top animation. And it was just taking too long. So I switched over to illustration and comic books. So that's, and then my my final for my photoshop class our art teacher instructed us to make a comic book cover and i did such a good job with it so he was like why don't you do comics so and then that's when high top was born so here we are now so that's cool that's also awesome that's cool <laughs> <laughs> um i'm a second generation comic book nerd uh my dad was a comic book nerd when he was a little kid in the 60s uh when i became a little nerd he got uh, introduced me to comic books and um, i've been reading them for 34 years now <laughs> and eventually i decided you know let's try to make some of uh, my own uh there's reasons for that um i got inspired by uh, cross gen because they were looking for writers and i was like hey i'm gonna submit a, a comic book to them and see if i can get on board and when i finished they went out of business um so i decided might as well just keep going and i so i did <laughs> <laughs> that both sucks and is awesome <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Daryl, you were actually talking about animation. Um, uh, like two years ago, maybe uh, I started getting into like Blender, kind of like knowing how to do some of that. And uh, I animated a hot dog, and so I created a hot dog and I animated it going into a bun and then like ketchup going on it. And that took two hours to make fifteen seconds of that. <laughs> yeah, it was like probably like a five second video, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I get why it takes forever to do animation. Um, so how do you approach developing characters in, and their like backstories? Me first? Whoever wants to go first. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it was really 
really interesting whenever I started learning how to write and how to script stuff. Because, like I said, uh, the first script that I did really was with my kids. So we had brainstormed a lot of the, the characters on that first script. But afterwards, it's usually uh, feeling the story out and then starting to build the characters that feel right with the story. That's usually how I build my, my characters in most of my scripts. Daryl? Uh, I usually read into old comics or I watch old because I like I'm a 90s kid so I like 90s cartoons so I watch a lot of 90s cartoons and read a lot of 90s comics and try to incorporate some of my character with those Marvel or DC or Image characters and I already know how High Top is going to end but as I see when I write issue two and three I change some things or I develop this for the character so some of it's on the fly and some of it's been written two years ago so I guess it depends on when I'm writing and I'm reading something, I'm like, hmm, maybe I can change this for a little bit. But for the character development, I mostly try to take influence from the 90s. And so when you read High Top, you see that set in the 90s and it has like a 90s atmosphere and everything. So that's cool. Um, I would say this isn't one way that I determine how to, how to write a character. Some characters are written a certain way because there's something I want to say about that character or the character says something about the story. Uh, sometimes the story is already determined and, now I'm, and I developed the character to exist within it. So the character is then subject in some ways to the, the flow of the story. And then there's sometimes, like my current story determines where I create a character, usually it's more of the side characters, and then the story just kind of goes and the character tends to tell me where they are going. Um, but it, it, it sometimes depends. Like, once um, again, in Terminus, there's a few characters that I definitely had to make them like this for the story to make sense. And like I said, there's a few characters that I wasn't going to do anything with. And then as I was writing, them, well, he's a little more interesting than I thought he was. And then they become, you know, a little more um, important into the story and have more, obviously, screen time, as it were. That's that's kind of interesting because, uh, like, there there are some stories that get like drastically altered based on like uh, fan fan feedback. Like, uh, if anyone's fans of Dragon Ball Z, uh, you know, Gohan was supposed to take over Goku's place, and basically, the fans loved Goku so much that's why he gets brought back beyond the number of times he's supposed to be able to get brought back. <laughs> just because they're like, "No, we can't let Goku die." He's our favorite. Um, so yeah, it's super interesting. But yeah, the way that like Greg and I uh, have been like developing characters because Greg essentially wrote like a ridiculously large book that comprises all of the stories that we've been doing. But as we like turn them into comics. Sometimes what we'll do is we'll take a character and we'll start building a background behind them so we know how like an individual moment they might react. And sometimes by building that background, we realize part of the story wouldn't make sense if this really happened to them. And so we'll actually adjust the story compared to the character. So it, it is interesting like how different people build different characters. That, that, that seems to be the way we've been working is like, um, one one of our characters uh, who's, you know, developing into a, a villain, essentially, like, you know, he, he was supposed to basically just be evil. And it's like, why? It's like, you know, if he if anything happens to him and he dies, like, we don't really care. Right. It's not like, you, you know, you really want to get invested. That's the reason why, uh, you know, the Joker movie was so fascinating. You're watching somebody get corrupted uh, and then you almost care when something bad happens. But then you're like, oh, I kind of get it. But it's still, you know, still wrong. So like that's kind of like the route we're going is we want to have um, 
we, we, we'll even like adjust our story arc if the character wouldn't follow that plot line. Like there's still very important plot lines. Like, like there's certain things that have to happen. Um, but like, for instance, there's a moment where a bunch of our characters end up running into each other. And I'm like, why are they all there? Like, there has to be a reason. Let's figure out because of their character, what would have had to have happened to get them there. And then we'll adjust the story, but still get them to the plot point. Mm. Yeah, that's it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I started writing issue six on our flagship title, uh, Sierra Chronicles yesterday. Um, I did write like all of that already before, like what Dylan said, I wrote the entire like book and that was like basically that and other soul series and it's all mashed together. And I start editing that down. Um, but over like the course of, you know, six years, like I've definitely edited more to try to like fit the characters where they're actually supposed to be. So, uh. Yeah, like that one villain character that he was talking about, like he was supposed to be like offed pretty quickly. <laughs> and uh, I was, because like he's based on a person in real life that I've known. And I'm like, I don't like that person, so I'm going to just like you know, kill him in my story. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh, no, he's actually a good character now. Like the character is better than the actual person in real life. <laughs> yeah, but it is cool though, like understanding characters in a story, like, you know, like think about it, even like the person in real life he doesn't like maybe there is some weird messed up plot point in his life that you know brought him to that so that, that's the reason i like doing it that way because if if you build out um if you build out the character enough eventually your story will almost make sense on its own like you know there, it, i think if you build enough character background something can happen and you don't need to draw it all out like you don't need to like show these eight steps like you can go, you know what? I saw all those other things from past stories he's involved in or she's involved in. And they're like, I get why this happened. I don't need to see the the, the arc for that. I can, this can just now happen. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a interesting, um, interesting way to do it. But uh, it's been really fun, like making up total, like, like one of our characters who's not really that prominent, but he's just important in the story for a moment. Uh, we're like discussing, like, does this guy have family? Like, what would he like? Would he run in during this situation? Right? There's like, a, it's one of the police officers. Like, is he going to run in during this situation? Right? If he has family, maybe he doesn't. Unless maybe his family lives nearby and he wants the crime to be reduced here. Now all of a sudden, it's more like it's like little details like that because we were trying to figure out what would happen, and that actually led to how the end of uh, our second issue of the Seer Chronicles ended was based on that information. We were trying to figure out how it would lead to it. And so it was, was kind of cool. Yeah. Do y'all create a, a, a Bible for your, your story? I mean, because usually whenever I'm creating the characters, it, it it's kind of hard to tell if the character's driving it or if the story is. And it really depends on which story that I'm writing, if the characters are more prominent than the story itself. Do y'all find that the same thing? um sometimes like it depends on me what it varies with issue to issue like sometimes it, like issue one and issue two are definitely character driven and issue three and four are story and then back to issue five it's um character so to me it, it fluctuates between i guess what mood i depend on writing that day so and tw whatever tweaks i make to the script so <laughs> um sometimes like um i usually have a, a sense of where the story is going i usually have before I start writing a beginning, um, middle and end of, of what I want to say. 
Um, I usually have a few key characters I want to focus in on. Um, I have, I'm trying with my with Terminus to let go a little bit and let the story kind of guide itself a little bit. I mean, as long as I hit a certain point, uh, sometimes I can get, I get really particular about it. I'll, I'll do panel by panel, page by page, uh, issue by issue before I get started on it. Uh, this time I'm trying to let loose and let the characters dictate a little bit about, um, of the direction. And hopefully by doing that, the characters surprise me and hopefully prove to be way more interesting than they started out to be. That's, that's definitely a cool way to do it. Um, yeah. The other thing that I liked about it too, is that I think part part of the inspiration of being character focused was actually, um, what we wanted to do is we wanted to build a Wikipedia. Like there's like the fandom wikis that you can build around your world. And we wanted to have so much information because like, if you look up Superman, there's a 1800 page Wikipedia on them from all the different story arcs and all this stuff. And we're like, that's not going to happen anytime soon unless we create it. Because if we don't create it, no one's going to know all this background information until it's in a comic one day. So that's kind of like what inspired that was we started like really developing, like how tall are they? Like, you know, uh, you know, what's their uh, favorite music, like weird stuff. Like, you know, so like just anything about them that might uh, be interesting to put into like a bio is kind of where we started with that. We actually, I don't even, it might even still be up. We actually, <laughs> I'm not going to say it where it is, but there is like a wiki someplace of a bunch of our characters, but it'll spoil some stuff that we're working on. So I'm just going to not share that. But if somebody feels like they want a deep dive, they might find it. Um, but that was kind of like what led to uh, the character development. But then, like I said, as we did that, it was like, okay, well, now this doesn't make sense in the story. Like this guy wouldn't do that. He would do this. Right. And so it, it was, it was very uh, interesting to, like how how we got to why we did that. 